What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and this is r slash Tales from the Front Desk. Cats are totally uncooperative today, doing cat things, so we've got Foxy as a stand-in today. This is uh, my daughter Anna's pet fox. She has another one that stands about this tall. I wasn't going to try to cram that one in the box today, but uh, yeah. So, we'll have Foxy staring at you for a little while. All right, let's read some stories. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No, I don't care if you're a cop. So it's almost 1 a.m. and a cop just called me asking to disclose guest information because the husband is looking for his wife and they found him appearing disoriented, walking down the highway. The man said he was looking for his wife at a hotel in Greer. Me, sorry, but I can't disclose any information about guests. Cop, so you can't run the name and tell me she is or isn't here? Me, no, any guest information is confidential. Cop, so is that like policy? I just don't get why you can't tell me if she's there. Me, I mean, there's circumstances that make it unsafe for me and my guests. Like if he was beating her or something, maybe she doesn't want him to know where she's at? Cop, no, I'm not, this isn't for him. So is it a hotel policy? Because a Supreme Court ruling says your hotel isn't liable. Me, yes, it's hotel policy. I'm not releasing any of their information. I can run the name and get her to contact you if she's here and wants her husband here, but if not... Cop, so you're not going to do it? Okay, have a good night then, ma'am. It seems a little sketchy. Like, why not accept the help I was able to offer if you really needed help? And if you weren't going to tell the husband, then what were you going to do with the information? And you had the wife's full name but no contact info? It's never boring here. I can sort of see this one from both sides. I get what you're saying. You know, if, if it was an Alzheimer's patient who kind of wandered out of the hotel, of course, you'd think his wife would know about it, maybe call him. But if it's after 1 a.m., maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's hard telling. And I get your reasoning. Uh, besides even, let's forget hotel policy. I, I understand your reason because there's a lot of nutballs out there, uh, you know, domestic violence situations and things like that. And you don't want to be handing somebody over who's trying to get away from somebody. So, yeah, I, I kind of get it. Honestly, the officer should have just left you a card. And like you said, if the woman's there and she chooses to contact you guys, great. Otherwise, uh, no. A letter to scammers. I had to clean this one up a lot, folks. I'm not saying the sentiments or the actual words used were wrong, but for the sake of this channel, I did have to uh, spruce up a little bit of the language a little. Dear Useless Shipbags, I know you think you're clever when you steal someone's information and you use it to buy a toy to F yourself with. I know you think making a reservation on the same day the package arrives for a date, weeks or months in the future, using a fake name seems clever. I know you think it's not at all suspicious to call immediately after the package is delivered, to call to say you made a mistake and want the package forwarded somewhere else. I know you think we don't notice that your effing name changes, the city changes, the state changes, and the package carrier changes. 
I know you think we'll just relabel the giant toy that you want in your person and send it off to more than likely another hotel where you'll try the same thing a few more times in a pathetic attempt to cover your tracks. I also know that you're an effing moron and a useless sack of shit. When we get a package, either the person who it is addressed to picks up the package and shows ID, which we know is not going to happen because you're a liar and a thief, and probably have a stupid name, or it gets returned to sender. We will not forward it. We will not change the name on it. We will not switch carriers with it. It gets picked up in person by who it's addressed to or it goes back to the company that you ordered it from using someone else's credit card. Hopefully this provides the victim with enough time to realize that some empty-headed trash bag has their credit card info and they should cancel their accounts. To new hotel employees, this is a very common scam used by complete wastes of space. We probably have it happen close to a dozen times per year. Exact same scenario plays out. Some D-devouring D-bag steals from someone because they're too useless to have a job. They pay for next day shipping to a hotel where they don't have a reservation. They make a reservation on the day the package arrives, when they clearly ordered it at least two days prior to making the reservation. They then call to have a new label put on it, which is inevitably a different carrier. First shipment's next day UPS, then you want to forward using next day FedEx. They then either cancel the reservation or just let it go to no-show status because they also used the stolen credit card to make the reservation. If I were trying to be a useless D-face effing thief, <laughs> I would try to minimize the number of red flags I raise. But these jag-offs seem like they're trying to get a high score. Another common scam from people who can't afford their own toy to fondle is this. They'll steal someone's credit card, again because they're useless scum, book five or so rooms for several nights and insist on prepaying for all of them. Then call back in a day or two to cancel the reservations and say that their card was hacked and they need it refunded on a different card. That toy must have gone so far up in you that it affected your brain if you think we're falling for that. F you, it's not happening. Get a job, you pathetic effing losers. <laughs> That's about as clean as I could make it without totally altering the story. You kind of needed to read and hear a little bit of what they were saying in the name calling to get the gist of just how strongly they feel about scammers. One of my favorite pastimes when I'm doing other things like working on the camper or working on a project around the house is to listen to YouTube videos in my earbud. And um, I listen to a lot of cop videos, you know, police chases, things like that, which is weird because it seems like a visual, but I can actually visualize it while just listening. Uh, the phone's usually in my pocket. But I also like to listen to scammer baiters. Uh, Pierogi from Scammer Payback, Kit Boga, and there's a couple others, but I can't remember off the top of my head. There's a there's a new lady, woman, who is doing scam baiting, and uh, she's pretty good. She can get them ticked off within a few minutes. Yeah, if you get a chance, check out some of those videos. It's so funny to hear fr how frustrated they get when these people act like old people, uh, people who lose their memory, have to repeat things, have to have things repeated for them. So, uh, and it is a very common scam, uh, tactic. So basically what happens is, and I'm going to give you this to you in a nutshell here because I've already droned on too long, but somebody in India, most of the time, New Delhi, there's a couple other areas in that, but that's like the hot spot. We'll either send emails or make phone calls and leave voicemails that, you know, they're from the IRS, they're from Amazon, they're from the refund department, whatever. And then they get you to go get cash out of your bank account after a long, drawn-out game over sometimes a couple days. 
And then they'll have you package up the cash in a way that can't be scanned by UPS, FedEx, USPS with magazines. It's really weird. I guess the density of the magazines helps disguise the fact that there are bills spread out through the pages all through. Anyway, then they have you ship it to an address and that contact passes it to another contact, passes it to another contact. And eventually the cash makes it back to somebody who basically it's laundered for the people back in India. So yeah, it's, it's wild, man. Swastika Bible leads to accusation that I'm racist. We stopped putting Bibles in all our rooms for a while now because people tend to do all sorts of weird stuff with them. Our storeroom has a bunch of mangled, defaced, sad-looking Bibles all stacked up, pages missing, etc. We have a few clean Bibles at the desk in case anyone wants one. There are a few floating around the property and it's anyone's guess which room has one. I checked in this stern, older-looking couple that requested directions to and recommendations for a nice restaurant. They wanted Italian, so I suggested a nice local restaurant, and they asked me for a map printout. Oh boy. The directions aren't complicated, but they insisted on a printout, which I provided. They left, and a few hours later I got a call from their room. It was the wife on the phone. Wife. I am appalled, sir. Absolutely appalled. Me. I'm sorry, ma'am? Wife. I have never been so offended in my life. What kind of organization is this? Me, with a stressful pause... Uh, is there anything I can help you with, ma'am? Wife, your Bible in our room has a swastika on it. So yes, you can help me with something. You can put your manager on the line now. Me, I'm sorry, our managers have left for the day and I do apologize about the Bible. I can run up a different one for you now if you'd like. Wife, you do that and bring me a printout with your corporate email as well. They'll be hearing from me. Okay, I don't care how old and weird and demented and stern and religious you are. If you didn't notice that that was probably a hand-drawn piece of artwork on that Bible, then so you need a shorter leash. You know, it's funny. The hotels usually don't supply them anyway. It's usually some organization. For years, it was the Gideons. They would go around and put free Bibles in all the hotels and motels and things like that. And that's cool. You know, their money their choice. People want to read them, they can read them. If they don't, they don't. But unfortunately for years, people would deface them, use rip pages out and use them as like notepads, roll certain green organic substances with them, things like that. So uh, not that I've ever done that. But yeah, I mean, come on, man. They can't be responsible for every little thing. I mean, if someone carved that same symbol into the back of the in-room television set, do you think they're just going to, A, most of the time they won't even notice it if it's on the back. B, do you think they're just going to go replace that TV because of that? Now, they may have their maintenance guy like try to cover it somehow, maybe sand it out. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, get over it. You'll be all right. Help. I need somebody. Help. Just effing anybody. Help. Nice Beatles reference there. Hello, and welcome back to the Hotel Room Bureau. Office of Shenanigans and General Related Skullduggery. <laughs> this story is going to kindergarten next year. So I was the regular evening shift FDA, front desk associate, for a long time at a small property, under 100 rooms. During the slow season, I was usually the only person on the property at all after 6 p.m., usually earlier. No house person, security, maintenance, nothing. Not even a locked front door. Now, five-ish years ago, there was inclement weather in my area. Where I am, we don't do well with inclement weather. Too much of anything will equally knock us on our very fine keisters. This particular incident knocked out the power a couple miles away from my hotel. 
I will remind you all that I was typically alone for five to eight hours of my shifts. We can all see where this is going. Check-ins, room issues, guest issues, restaurant recommendations, and lobby policing all at the same time, all while trying to balance a phone with only two lines. Yes, we have power. No, we don't have availability. My manager had left for the weekend and would not be back for three days. Our team was incredibly small, and most of them were also stranded. It was two 10-hour shifts directly from the deepest pit of my personal hell. The third day, I texted my manager and told him I needed help. I explained what I had been going through for the last two days. I explained that it wasn't fair that there were two people on morning and only one on evening. Two days of a nightmare without even a facsimile of a break. My manager points out that the weather is supposed to let up the next day and that the morning shift will be dealing with all the checkouts, plus breakfast, alone, and that the evening should be easy for me. Remember they were out for three days? That wasn't by design. The weather didn't let up, which actually meant that shift was worse. What do you mean I can't check back in? I just checked out a couple hours ago. I made my stance very clear. They either find a way to help me or they find someone to replace me. In the end, the GM came in on their day off and worked a mid to help both me and the AM shift out with phones and room deliveries. I took that lesson with me to management. When I'm expecting a storm, of any variety, I get myself a room. Yeah, that's smart. I worked for a short time when I was <laughs> mostly bartending and bouncing as my career of choice for a short time. I also worked security for a hotel. Not your average security, mind you. I didn't have a uniform. I wasn't clean shaven. No white shirt, slacks, all that deal. Uh, I pretty much dressed like the patrons of the hotel. Now, there were two sections to this hotel. One section was a newer section where you check in at the front desk and all your room doors are on the inside. That is hotel. That's what I see as a hotel. The older section was actually a motel from way back in the day from before I was even born. Uh, outside doors, outside balconies, things like that. Those were more of a long-term residence for some people. Uh, a lot of section eight rooms, things like that. And uh, a lot of those clients including the ones in the hotel portion, the newer portion, were pretty rowdy. I mean, it was a rowdy section of town. It was right off the New Jersey Turnpike. And, uh, yeah, I've watched some of the night auditors go through some real hassles there, and uh, that's why they hired me. I wasn't afraid to get dirty, and uh, I kind of blended in with the local crowd, so it worked. The time a guest annoyed me so much, I woke her up almost every night for two months. Not sure if I've shared this one before. I used to work as a night auditor slash manager and usually missed a lot of the juicy daytime gossip. One Friday night, we had a staff get together and the front desk manager, Mary, started talking to one of the front desk agents, Giselle, about a specifically annoying guest, Karen, that had had a few issues in their stay the previous weekend. Long story short, when Karen was checking out, she complained to Giselle about how terrible her stay was and demanded to speak to Mary. As Mary wasn't in at the time, Giselle called and passed the call through to the courtesy phone. Karen basically told the manager, Hi Mary, we had a really bad stay. We had lots of issues, but no worries. Giselle has offered us a free stay for the next weekend in the Royal Suite. So I just wanted to let you know how great your staff is at solving problems. As I was typing this, I remember she said her stay had been so bad that she felt emotionally damaged and would need to see a psychologist, and it was all the hotel's fault. So she thought a free stay at the hotel would help her heal. Why she would want to come back to a supposedly awful hotel is beyond me. Mary was kind of shocked and didn't really know what to reply at the time, so the call just ended. 
After the phone call, Karen goes over to Giselle. Hi, Giselle. No worries. Problem solved. Mary said in compensation for all the issues that you should book me into your royal suite at zero cost for next weekend. Giselle wasn't the brightest crayon in the box and just went ahead and booked the reservation as authorized by Mary. Karen asked for confirmation on what room number she had and the confirmation number. That was it. That was the end of the story. Not sure. But what did that have to do with waking somebody up? Did I miss something? Was I sleeping? <laughs> I have no idea. So they went through this whole thing with Mary and Karen and Giselle and, you know, this customer making up things and playing one employee against another to get a free stay. Um, never mind. Let's just do the next one. <laughs> don't work with friends. Just don't do it. I was originally going to post this in r slash true off my chest, but I think it's appropriate here. Sometimes your coworkers are bigger enemies than the guests. Granted, this may be a special case, but the title says it all. Some backstory. It's important, I swear. I've had a friend the past decade plus that I've had some major ups and downs with. She used to disappear for months at a time and then resurface as soon as I'd made peace with it. That habit didn't stop into adulthood, and when she disappeared, she made pretty bad decisions. Abusive boyfriends, stealing from people and places, moving in with people who disrespected her and her things, etc., of course, I never knew any of this until she resurfaced and filled me in on the events of the previous months. Sometimes when she disappeared, it was because she was mad at me. Once it was because she had a boyfriend who didn't like me. Therefore, she decided she also didn't like me. Another time, it was because our lives were going in different directions, and she, in her words, hated that the direction my life was going was better than her own. Back to the present. She'd resurfaced back in my life about a year ago. We were on decent terms, and we were talking more. I admit that I kept a slight wall up based on previous interactions with her, but still, I thought we were good. She'd moved back in with her family, gotten her life more on track, etc. It felt like a character development moment, and I feel stupid for falling for it. Anyway, I find out that she'd applied at my job. Alright, cool, but weird. She doesn't live close by, but whatever. Part-time, and she's only here a couple of days a week. While she's training, I introduce her to everyone, since she'd made it very clear we've known each other a long time, and everything's going great. She picks up the system pretty well, and she's getting along with guests. Well, things start to go sour pretty quickly. Another employee here, who we'll call Bill, was training her to work the second shift. Ex-friend quickly developed a crush on Bill. Bill trained her incorrectly on many things, and all the positive parts of her job that she'd done had completely disappeared. I spent a lot of time fixing things they had done incorrectly, cutting into what needed to be done on my shift. I personally do not like Bill as a worker or a person. He was lazy and had an attitude with several employees here, and sometimes guests. Him no longer being employed here is a small blessing. In any case, the two of them start some sort of office romance, which is when she starts withdrawing from me again. Further along, Bill gets reported for saying inappropriate things to some of the girls on staff, and I'm one of the ones to defend them. The friend who is now romantically involved with Bill starts telling my bosses that I'm a liar and that this wouldn't be the first time I've made something out of nothing. I was appalled, though I shouldn't have been. I went up to my bosses and we talked about the accusations, which they thankfully didn't believe. Thankfully, ex-friend and Bill both left the property of their own accord and are no longer our problems. And yes, ex-friend is blocked on all possible platforms. Never work with friends and family. That's what I was always told my whole life. Now, I'm making exceptions with my kids. They want to come work with me? Great. You know, some days it's going to work out better for them. Some days it's going to work out better for me. But in general, we all have respect for each other's time and efforts and things like that. So, uh, but yeah, generally speaking, 
That's just the quickest way to ruin a friendship or family relations. Do with that what you will. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.